Welcome to the Get Woke Podcast. I'm Sophie Levine here with Chissy and Kemera. This week we're talking Justice Scalia Jr. Neil Gorsuch. <laughs> Podcasts that we're loving, like Nancy and Pepsi's Kendall Jenner Coachella. I don't even know something that they did. Hey, Chissy. Hi, So. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm tired. Yeah, I think you said that on the last episode. I'm just in a constant state of being tired. I actually tweeted something recently where I was like, I need to stop responding, I'm tired, every time someone asks how I am. Yeah, you do that a lot, but I, I do. do that too. It's so annoying. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, you're not annoying. Love you. <laughs> <Neither are you. laughs> uh, how has your week been? It's Monday. It's Monday. So <laughs> how great. was the last week? Um, really long. Mm-hmm. You said that last night. <laughs> really tiring. Every week is long and tiring. Mm-hmm. I just like, I needed to stop reading the news. So on the opposite side of that, <laughs> I don't read the news anymore because I can't take it. I actually need to get back into it. I've been like reading highlights on Twitter and that's cool and all, but it's not, uh, it's not enough. Yeah. I do that too. I'll read headlines and I'll think I know what's happening, mm-hmm. but I... And then someone talks to me about it. I'm like, yeah, totally. I'm like, sure. uh-huh, yeah, no, yeah. I definitely no, read that yeah, article same too. Same here. Oh you, oh, you read that article? Me too. Or Did you sure. read this one? It's just yeah. like... <laughs> it's like that part. Have you seen that Portlandia sketch? I don't watch that show. You Sorry. should. It's funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, they just compete to see who's read more things. And it's like That's very... essentially... It's all of us. Everyone in a big city. Yep. <clears throat> all right. Let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Everyone, give a round of applause to Mitch McConnell. He really fucked all of us. Um, So when Obama was trying to appoint a new um, Supreme Court justice to replace Scalia, Mitch McConnell made it impossible for him and decided that it should be the duty of the new president, not Obama, because Obama's the worst thing that's ever happened in this country. And also it was like mid-election. That was the excuse they used. They just didn't want another. They didn't want a liberal. Totally. Clearly. Um, But yeah, so he, Senate House Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Mm. made the decision to do that, and it really just backfired. Right. um, In my eyes. Um, And that was one of the major, like, talking points of the election was, that was such a heated thing, was Trump had a list of 20 names, and they're all great, and trust me, they've been vetted, and it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be... In the vein of Scalia, and they're going to have all of his ideals. and Which is horrifying. So horrifying. Right. Um, so, so, yeah. I literally of... looked up articles, and it's like, Neil Gorsuch likes to golf. He also is an outdoorsman. And also, he's kind of like Justice Scalia. And I'm like, no! Okay, he great. loves hunting. Right. Oh, like... yeah. It sounds, sounds great. Sounds great. So, um, he was uh, sworn in. He was sworn in. Mitch McConnell pulled some shady... Shit. As he does. As he does. And made it impossible for the Democrats to filibuster. He, they didn't need the 60 votes that they typically would need. They only needed a majority of whatever votes they got, mm-hmm. I think. And it's just shady and whatever. And now we have Scalia Jr. Now we have him. Now we have to further defend our bodies and our rights and our fellow minorities. Sips wine. As I sip more wine. Sips wine. Um, yeah, he's known to favor corporations and typical. Basically, old everything we wanted to happen with this election and afterward has happened. Yeah. We're living in a dream world and everything's perfect. That's it's what I tell really myself great. every time I get up every mm-hmm. morning. Um, so, another thing that happened was this actually, I don't know exactly when this news came out, a week, two weeks ago. 
Um, basically, there was this high school senior named Ziad Ahmed who wrote on his Stanford application, uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter, like a million times, and he ended up getting into Stanford, and he tweeted it and was essentially like, I wrote this on my um, Stanford application, and LOL, I got in. And so... LOL. LOL. <laughs> he didn't say LOL, I don't think, but all of the coverage surrounding this has been great because people are talking about Black Lives Matter and people are talking about how progressive Stanford must be as an institution to have admitted this boy who would have gotten in regardless, honestly, um, even though he answered uh, uh, an essay question with the hashtag Black Lives Matter over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, the issue here is that I don't think that Ahmed meant anything by tweeting this I think he was just kind of proud of himself proud of himself but also a little bit taken aback he said in an in interview at some point that he didn't expect to get into Stanford um, which is why he did it and that's you know what people do when they don't expect anything it's kind of like they have nothing to lose sure. um, but there was this really great article written about it basically about how when things like this happened coverage that that uh follows that follows thank you you're for- welcome that um the coverage that follows kind of sheds more light on Ziad Ahmed and Stanford in this case and how great they are and how progressive they must be and how supportive they are of Black Lives Matter but it doesn't really do anything for Black Lives Matter yes in particular I would agree with that yeah so I'm gonna read a part of an article that I um read on Black Youth Project, um, which is really good. Actually, Danny sent us this article uh, yesterday, I think it was. Danny! And it's really well written. Hi, Danny! Our, our co-founder, Danny. We, we love, love him. You. Um, so the quote says, Some could argue that the story of Ahmed's action actually contributes to Black Lives Matter and the causes it aligns with. But judging by the way the story has been covered, this action ends up centering Ahmed and Stanford as deserving of praise, while Black people are still having their very mattering lives um, ripped from them on a daily basis. To act as if using this hashtag, something born out of the work and blood of blackness to get into college, will somehow offer significant aid to the black folks it pertains to is a long shot. At best, this is a prime example of allies and institutions reaping rewards of their novel proximity to blackness and social justice. At worst, at its very worst, this is yet another example of non-black people stealing black labor for their own benefit, regardless of whether or not that was their intention. And I do not think that it was the intention of... Ziad Ahmed to put praise on himself. I don't think it was his intention to steal the work of others in order to get into college of any sort, but that's kind of what happens. And the article also pointed out the connection, um, or yeah, the connection, I guess, of when Macklemore... (laughs) (laughs) A moment to laugh. When Macklemore won, uh, like, Best Hip Hop Artist or something like that, and then he texted Kendrick Lamar and was like, it should have been you, man, and then, like, Instagrammed the screenshot, and everyone's like, great. Thank you for letting us know how you feel about yourself. Right. But anyway. Yeah, I feel like intention is going to be a topic of conversation throughout this episode. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like, props... You're a teenage activist and you have all this stuff going on and you're getting into Stanford because of it. That's like objectively awesome and Amazing. that's a goal that many, many people have. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the double-edged sword of the internet where 
I've talked about this before, but like, that's great. And you should be able to tweet about your accomplishments because you're proud of yourself and Mm -hmm. you should be able to share, especially for this kid as an activist, share what you're doing and share your activism. But then the way it's met and interpreted and reported on, like you, you lose some of it in translation for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have fun at Stanford. <laughs> you got into the school that was my dream school that rejected me mercilessly. Oh my god, fine. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was That's really tough. Really, I, their rejection letter was like, not thanks, everyone. No literally, they were like, not everyone can benefit from a Stanford education. No, you're right. You're you right. Very, it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> so, Ew, I hate that Ohio State. It was. Um, so what else happened this week? Good news. In good news, Hilton Owls won the Pulitzer Prize for Criticism this week. Who is that? I love him. Mm -hmm. He wrote the book White Girls that was released through McSweeney's in 2013. It's incredible, and if any of you have not read it, you must. It's, I'll give it to you. It's incredible. Um, It's like a memoir essay collection, um, kind of just exploring racial and cultural implications of white women mm-hmm. through his eyes and it's just oh my god it's amazing um congrats we love you we do love you <laughs> um so what else? i what are you um, listening to are you watching reading listening anything? i'm watching a lot of things as always i watch a lot of television but my favorite new thing well i will say this because we haven't talked about this <laughs> in enough detail Big Little Lies. <gasps> so good. I started watching Big Little Lies and it's really good. And if no one has watched it, watch it. I thought it was going to be really bad. It t- no, it was, was amazing. Not. It was great. Um, but uh, not on the TV spectrum, on the podcast <laughs> spectrum. Um, I literally started listening to a brand new podcast today called Nancy. Um, there's only two episodes. I heard it on a commercial, like a like a, an ad, listening to another podcast sounded interesting so I did basically Nancy is not a person Nancy is a podcast um, that basically shares stories and has frank conversations about LGBTQ plus experiences today and it is hosted by Kathy Tu and Tobin Lowe Um, both they describe themselves as super queer super fun and ready to to take over your podcast feed and they are both of those things in just two episodes literally in 10 minutes of the first episode, I was, like, tweeting about how much I loved it. So... I'm gonna listen. Listen to Nancy. It's a WNYC podcast plug. They're not paying me to say this. <laughs> I just really enjoyed it. I love WNYC. Me too. They know what they're doing. They really do. WNYC. <laughs> WNYC Studios. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what else? Our Woke of the Week this week is ta Coates. Yes, it is. For... Too many reasons. Dad. We love you, Dad. He's great. <laughs> if you don't know who Ta-Nehisi Coates is... You're, you've been asleep for like 25 years. You've, you've been asleep. You're not <laughs> woke. You're not woke. Have you heard his um, episode of This American Life? Yeah, I have. It's so good. Really, really good. Woo! It was it's really great. Yeah. Um, it's it's been a minute. 2015? Yeah. It's not it was recent. like a couple years ago. Yeah, it's really great. Really great. Ta-Nehisi Coates is a, f- a, f- a full-on genius. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Woke of the Week. Um, okay, Sophie, what are we talking about today? Can you... Let's have a conversation. This is gonna be a short one. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about this. But we're gonna say a whole lot about it. Like, I roll in two minutes, Kendall Jenner's Pepsi ad. It was titled, Jump In. It had a title? Yeah, Jump In. No. (laughs) 
jump she did. Oh, <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. Good for you, Pepsi. Okay. So where let's to even begin? It. Yeah, where do you start? I feel like I do a lot of whining on this podcast. You do a lot of... <clears throat> I do a lot of grunting. A lot of Tina Belcher. Oh, um, reference. My true queen. Tina. Um... Oh my god, wait, have you, are you caught up on Drag Race yet? No. Oh I'm, my god. <laughs> I've only, it's not anywhere that I can stream. I don't okay. know how to do it. Another, another topic we'll for another topic time. for another time. I love RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Um, Pepsi. What sorry. did Pepsi do to us this week? <laughs> Pepsi how just... How did Pepsi forsake us this week? Pepsi just <laughs> really confused me this week. Yeah. Like, okay. I guess we should describe the commercial. Kendall Jenner is shooting an ad in a blonde wig... And she sees an Asian guy playing a cello, which, first of all, in the middle of, like, a millennial-style protest, I guess. And she decides, fuck this shoot where people are being paid and where money is being wasted and all you crew members can just wait until I finish protesting. Um, and she jumps in and gives, like, a, in a line of cops, gives one of them a Pepsi and the cops and the protesters are united as one for the cause. What cause, Sophie? <laughs> <laughs> Literally pick a cause, and that maybe could have been the one they were trying to go for. It could have been. It was just, no oh my god. Talk about appropriation part two. Just like, ugh. So, um, overall, we were talking about this before, but we need to actually have a conversation here. The biggest issue with this Pepsi ad, and we'll go point by point on what we took from it, Biggest issue is what <laughs> and or why? Why? <laughs> For what? who? For where? How? I don't understand. <laughs> Not what? Okay, let's simply start. what? Simply what? Um, um, also, you. I think it's really funny that they less than twenty four hours after it hit the internet, they completely pulled the ad and they never even aired it on TV. It just was never shown anywhere other than YouTube. Well, guess what? I mean, they rightfully spent a so. Ton of money on it. They spent a ton of money on. I, okay, th- it. that's going to be my first question: is what? <laughs> like, similar to what we talked about last week with the Tory Burch thing, it went through. They did it in an in-house ad agency at Pepsi. That wasn't like they contracted someone else. So tired. I know. <laughs> they did it in-house, which means how many people did it have to go through to get approved? Right. And how many people appro- like who didn't approve this? It must I have need been everybody. To know the, the heads of every department at Pepsi. How old are you? What color are you? What, what color are you? <laughs> what color saying. are you? What gender are you? Literally, the only way an ad such as this one could get through is if the people at the top all look the same. Yeah, people at the top have to look the same in order for this to have gone through. They literally just appropriated the entire idea of a political movement. The politicization of pop culture. Nice. I did not come up with that. (laughs) It's very real. I was going to give you credit for Thank you. Okay. Um, Yeah, just like, which, I mean, Pepsi's not the first to do this. They are probably the first on such a large scale. Yeah. Like this, in this climate, in this post-election, whatever. Mm -hmm. But just like advertisers trying to relate to their consumer in a way where it's like buddy-buddy. And like, we get you. It's getting really annoying and really old. We know you're trying to sell something. Like, you don't have to be my best friend. We know you're trying to sell something. And also, we know that you're trying to relate to millennials. But the issue is, when you're not one, it really is, it's very clear. It's very obvious. And it's very yucky. Just so tone deaf. It's like... Let's go through some points in the video. Like the brunch thing. We yes. were just talking about that. Like, yes. there's some girls at brunch who look back and they're like, ooh, what's happening in the protest world? And 
we disagree on what the intent of that was. Well, let's let's talk about yeah. Yes. I thought it was more just like, we're millennials. Like, we get you millennials. You love brunch. I thought it was more, as every article does, making fun of millennials. I think it was like, because the the way that they juxtaposed that scene with the two girls brunching and cheersing and like pouring their mimosas or whatever, right next to two girls posing for a picture that were like, it's Coachella. (laughs) Like, it was like, I think it was very... Millennials, you're so concerned with brunch and pictures. Join the conversation. Jump in. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Both of which existed in the ad. There were signs in the ad, I think, that said join the conversation or at the end or something maybe. And also the titles jump in. I I think that us... Not, we're not even disagreeing because the entire thing is what? Like, it's I don't understand what... The entire commercial is an entire question mark. I don't understand necessarily what they were trying to do. They showed an Asian man playing uh, cello, which is very stereotypical. Though. Oh my... Cello like, is my favorite instrument. Pick an so. older trope right. than an Asian person playing a string instrument. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then they showed, like, uh, some cool kids on the street. Be but be but beaten and Oh my god. <laughs> Hip hop dance and beatboxing. <laughs> What's the oh b boy? That's what I was trying to think. B boy? Yeah, like b boys. It's a type of dance. Cool. I'm cool. gonna see myself out. <laughs> anyway, I don't know shit the entire. I don't either. And also, we're getting old. Yeah. So the oh, entire God. commercial was hot garbage. Kendall Jenner <laughs> at one point removes her blonde wig and throws it into the face of this black woman <laughs> standing next to her. And I literally was. <laughs> I was like, for you to remove your blonde wig during a shoot that people are working at, as you put, and throw it into the face of this black woman while (laughs) you join the march and or protest that probably would, if things went our way, most benefit women of color. Mm -hmm. And the worst part of the, I mean, we've said there's so many worst parts of this commercial, but so at the very end, Kendall Jenner takes a Pepsi, which is the, the... healing component of the commercial steps up to police officers and everyone's like "Ooh, what's gonna happen and then she hands a police officer a pepsi and it's like yay white lady handles a police officer pepsi and all is well in the world which while i understand what pepsi's intent was there well actually i don't but while (laughs) i understand why they no i don't understand that either no but that's whatever that scene that shot though is like Almost a shot-for-shot shot remake, I guess you could call it, of a famous Black Lives Matter photo. Right. Yeah. Of, yes. Um, I don't remember her name, but of a protester, like, facing a line of cops. Right. A black woman protester who, of, I, right. I think she was maybe about to be arrested or was consequently arrested. I don't know the story. Don't quote me. But the biggest issue with that, the it, like, the, the, the biggest issue with that <laughs> is that so many um, struggles that people of color and minorities scream about are ignored until whiteness accepts it. And so to put Kendall Jenner at the front of this line, to put her at the lead of this protest, this march, whatever they're doing, to put her being the peacemaker just follows along that same line of thought that like once white ladies uh, or white women or white men or white people in general 
uh, accept what we're protesting or finally decide that they understand it, then it becomes acceptable. And it's the same thing with media and movies. And like once white people discovered what cornrows were and twerking were, all of a sudden it's like this newfangled fad. And it's like, Two well, other Kardashian themes. Right. And it's like, you, this has, we've been screaming about this forever, but you never listened. But now that you discovered it, it's all of a sudden like mainstream media. Right. So speaking of, uh, you know, the, uh, the aftermath of this commercial. Pretty lol-worthy. A lot of lols. A lot of lols. I, when I first saw the commercial, I, like, tweeted, oh, my God, Pepsi, what have you done? And <laughs> I never, never was offended by it. I, like, watched the commercial, and I was laughing because it was so bad and so tone-deaf and literally so dumb. And this girl <laughs> commented on my status on Facebook and she was like, I wasn't even ever offended by this. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, it's really, it would it's be difficult to... for me to be offended by stupidity. Exactly. Like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even muster offense to this ad because <laughs> it was so poorly done all around. And so Pepsi um, released an apology, which was the worst ever. Oh so my God, wait, parts. you have it pulled up. Yeah, I have it pulled up. It I says. I haven't read this yet. Oh, you'd have it. Oh, can I read it? You read it. Okay. Up. Okay. This is my first time reading this. Oh, huh? fine. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Pepsi was trying to project a global message of unity, peace, and understanding. <laughs> Clearly, we missed the mark, and we apologize. We did not intend to make light of any serious issue. We are removing the content and halting any further rollout, and we also apologize for putting Kendall Jenner in this position? Right. What do you mean? <laughs> are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, my God. Pepsi How about had the yet? audacity to apologize to a grown woman that's the other thing weren't people on twitter being like she's a kid she doesn't know there is one woman in particular i don't remember her name i can't find the tweet i read it like at, i don't know and she basically was like why is everyone getting on kendall jenner's case she's a kid okay first of all kendall jenner is 21 years old when i was 21 years old i had graduated college i moved to new york i was working a job in finance i was a grown woman and if i did something stupid no one would say you're a kid they would say grow up also kendall jenner herself has been arguing that she's an adult since she was like 15 right Right. And somehow people find a way to look at Kendall Jenner as a kid, as Brock Turner as a kid, but not Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, all who who were children when they were murdered, murdered. But like when it comes to something like this, oh, she's a kid. She didn't know any better. Not to mention all the teams that she has, her manager, her lawyers, her PR person and every single person at Pepsi who went through this, who read the script, who looked at the treatment and allowed it to be done. But no, 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 Pepsi, continue to apologize to Kendall Jenner. Yeah, fuck. Oh, my God. On the funny side of that, I did see a hilarious meme (laughs) of Kris Jenner holding a gun up. No! Literally saying, we also apologize for putting Kendall, write it down, for putting Kendall Jenner in this position as if she was threatening Pepsi, which is hilarious. Which is probably what happened, but... I have no patience. I have no patience. I have no patience. <laughs> the patience that I have, it has run dry. Jeez. Um, Stephen Colbert also made fun of this ad and called it Pepsi's Attractive Lives Matter ad, <laughs> which is hilarious and also very true. Yeah. Also, Martin Luther King's daughter, Beatrice, <gasps> Ooh, tweeted. Yeah. She tweeted, if only daddy would have known about the power of Pepsi. How foolish. <laughs> Do you think Pepsi feels getting literally slayed by Beatrice King? Like, 
<sighs> I'm like, still gonna buy Coke though. Like, <laughs> I'm still going for Coca Cola. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I don't drink dark pops, but diet Coke is everything. Honestly. No diet sodas. I just said soda again, and I'm really mad about it. <laughs> diet pops are really bad for you, so you shouldn't be drinking those. Oh, anyway. just drink the full sugar. Absolutely. Okay. Also, that's another thing about this whole thing. It's like people protesting for, I mean, whatever it is that you protest for, but mm -hmm. the food industry and food systems in this country are really, really awful, and our standards are so low for what we put in our bodies, and Pepsi is like so atrocious and so bad for you and they're gonna jump on this like protest movement even though people are probably protesting them it's just i love it so stupid we also snl did you see that oh my god so funny <laughs> um so on you explain it okay <laughs> it was uh what's that guy's name Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett. <laughs> Beck Bennett, um, as the guy who wrote and is directing the commercial, and he calls his sister or someone he's yeah, close his to sister. his sister, and he's like, "Yo, listen to this idea for this ad I have. It's so great." And he explains it to her, and he's like, "Oh, like, is your husband or boyfriend or whoever there? Can I actually just tell it to them?" And he goes through this line of people, and they're all telling him it's a bad idea, and he just asks to talk to the next person. You're literally to see if it's a good idea from them. Hey, man, could you maybe put a, a neighbor on the phone? Like, uh... Uh, black one? Uh, hi, ma'am. Yeah, hey, we're shooting a little Pepsi commercial over here. Just want to run by you and get your opinion on it. Okay, great. So the whole thing is sort of an homage to the Black Lives Matter move. Don't even touch it. <laughs> It'd be insane to touch it. Right, okay. Don't even show police. <sighs> yeah. Uh, what would you do if you were in my situation? Just run in my car. They did a good job with that. Yeah. Good job, SNL. Good job, SNL. They've really been just killing Something. it. Um, I'm done with talking about this. Me too. No Pepsi, never again. Also, you know what? We did say that we weren't going to talk about this and we don't have to go into detail. But obviously, the one thing I'll say is that Pepsi was trying to recreate the whole let's buy the world a Coke. I'd I mean, like to buy the world a Coke. I love that song. <laughs> Sorry. It's I'll go. A, I didn't expect <laughs> you to do that. It caught me way off guard. I'll go. Way off guard. Um, Except, I mean, Coke got it right, didn't they? Yeah. Once again, <laughs> I'll continue to buy Coca-Cola products. Sure. I'm going to continue to buy my Canada Dry. Self Is that a Coca-Cola property? Is it? I'm Googling it right Actually, now. I don't know. It's not a Pepsi property. Who owns Canada Dry? It is. Ooh, Dr. Pepper Snapple. We were both wrong. That's weird. That's weird. That Whatever. All whatever. I drink is seltzer. <laughs> Can someone buy me a soda stream so I don't spend my entire life savings on seltzer? That's really... This took a turn. If I you want to advertise on our podcast. If you want to advertise on our podcast, send Hal's. Hal's New York Seltzer is actually my favorite. If you want to help a girl out, send me boxes of Hal's New York Seltzer. Um, I anyway. expect one at my doorstep. Jeez. Cool. Uh, all right. I think we're all set on this. Yeah, let's be done. Let's be done with this. Um, Pepsi, oh. let's not next time. <laughs> Ask someone next time. Ask anybody else next time. Just be that guy and call a neighbor. <laughs> call, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, I'm talk to you later. This. Yeah, bye. <laughs> we are the love.
GetWoke is a platform, movement, and social campaign that encourages a dialogue on race through the act of storytelling and conversation. Find us on the internet at GetWoke Co. or email us at staywoke at getwoke.co. Not.com.